Hi, it's Adam. Uh, before we get to what's going to be published here, I wanted to give you a little update on what's going on and why these are being published. Uh, so if you're my friend on Facebook, uh, you may be following the updates on what's going on with me, my health. Um, if you're not my friend on Facebook, by the way, you can go to adamhorton.com. There's a contact tab, and there's a link to my Facebook page from there. My Facebook is public, so you don't have to be my friend in order to see what's on there in, in case that matters to you. But in any case, I know a lot of listeners are my friend on Facebook, and you know if you're not, um, <clears throat> I'm going to be going in for a bone marrow transplant in just a couple of weeks. And this is good. Uh, the six months of treatment that I've had so far have uh, have the goal of getting my leukemia into enough of a remission that bone marrow transplant is an option. Uh, if the bone marrow transplant is successful, um, I should be cured of this cancer. Live the rest of my life, watch my kids grow up, all that good stuff. Um, have a donor. It's my brother. Really, we're just hoping that goes well, and I'll be going in for that. Uh, from everything I've heard... Uh, it's not going to be pleasant. I'm going to be in the hospital for at least a month. And then when I get home, I'm going to need a lot of care, a lot of hospital visits, and it's going to be a very long time until I have my life back. Uh, that on top of the fact that, uh, you know, uh, my second child came five weeks early and uh, we had a lot on my plate. In any case, um, <laughs> the podcast, right? Um, I'm not going to be in a position to publish more episodes of the podcast for quite a while. And uh, bone marrow transplant has a lot of risks. There's a lot of additional chemo and radiation I'm going to be getting. Um, and so I've got, uh, I've got some stuff on my computer, some episodes, some mini-sodes of the podcast that were recorded, uh, some of these a very long time ago. And, uh, it just doesn't make sense for them to sit on my computer anymore. We don't have a regular publishing schedule. Uh, it's going to be a very long time if that ever happens. I've got four minisodes, and I want to publish them. Uh, one of them is one that Jake and I did um, in preparation for Parker being born <laughs> over two years ago. Um, we just never needed these. Uh, the other three are th uh, three things that Wandering Winter made, uh, mostly for the same purpose, but some of them came afterward. So... Uh, I'm going to publish all these. You're going to be able to listen to them. But there's a very, very good chance that um, that's going to be it for content on the podcast for a long time. I don't know how long that's going to be, but if you want updates on that, uh, probably my Facebook page is the best way to get them, unless you want to like message me, go to the Discord server, or, or anything like that. Uh, can't promise you I'll be in a state to respond to it, but... Um, that's where we're at. So, um, hope you enjoy these mini-sodes, and, uh, man, I, I hope that, uh, I hope I get back to doing this soon. Well, the hate is gonna hate, 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 and the faker's gonna fake, 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 fake. I'm just gonna make, 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 making luck, making luck, a mini-podcast. Making luck mini-sode, mini-sode. This is Wandering Window welcoming you back for another Making Luck mini-sode. Um, in one of our previous mini-sodes, one of my previous mini-sodes, I discussed uh, green speed and talked about you know how much do you want to build, focusing on the case where um, only one kind of green card matters. Basically, you know, province is the only thing that matters. Um, and this is 
you know, part X plus one in our billion part series on endgame play. That was the previous part. This is kind of a direct sequel to that. Um, and the conclusions from that episode, I think, are a, a pretty good rule of thumb, rough baseline, rough estimate. Uh, but it's more complicated, right? There are always other green cards. There's always more that matters than only provinces. And we touched a little bit on that when I talked about tiebreaker points, but um, there's a lot of other things that are a factor, and it's, sometimes it's not just tiebreaker points, right? So there's always other points available, at least in the forms of, of duchy and estate, and often um, there, there are other things besides those as well. And three-pile endings are also a pretty big factor on, on how much you want to build versus green and all of that stuff. Um, these things are all related to each other um, and add a lot more complexity than, than what I talked about before. But like I said, this is a billion-part series, so we can only tackle so much at once. I'm going to talk very briefly for a moment about three-pile endings. Um, though for the most part, that's you know, a very, very big topic that deserves at least one episode uh, apart from this. Um, probably you could devote many multiple episodes to three pile endings and maneuvering for them and, and things of that nature. Um, but I'm going to touch on them very, very briefly right now and then spend most of this mini-sode talking uh, about how adding more points to the system um, affects how much you want to build. Um, but okay, three pile endings, uh, there's kind of two opposite things that three pile endings pull you in that you should be aware of and it's going to be different for which one you want to do depending on the exact situation again another episode another time but uh, basically right if a three pile ending is going to be likely you want to have more points so that your opponent can't three pile and win against you because they have to also score points and unless one of the piles itself is points then they can't do that at the same time very easily Um, but uh, the other thing that you might want to have is pile control, so that you can three-pile on your opponent. You have the gains to be able to do that by emptying the three piles and, and having the lead. Uh, those things often pull in opposite directions from each other, which is why things get really complicated and hard and tricky, and that's why we need at least one full episode on that apart from this one. But okay, be cognizant of those happening, because um, that can be important. But let's talk about more... more uh, more points being available than just the one stack of provinces or, or what have you. Um, the more points that are available in general, generally, and again, there's going to be some exceptions, and we'll get into a little bit of that later on here, but generally it means you want to build more, which generally means you want to green later. Um, yeah, build more, though, is the big thing, right? Um and that's assuming that these points are things that you actually, uh, the way that you get them is by buying things that get them for you, uh, or by playing them. So, you know, uh, VP chip cards that you get VP chips from playing a card, um, that works here. So, you know, your monument, your bishop, your goons, that works here in terms of building. Um but, uh, you know, your normal green cards are that way. Uh, a lot of the landmarks, landmarks is the word that I'm looking for. A lot of the landmarks work this way, but not everything, right? So wall is a landmark that doesn't work this way, right? You don't get more points by building more. You get fewer points by building more. 
usually. Um, Wolf then can kind of work either way, depending, but um, yeah, you don't want to build more if building more means you lose points. Uh, the point of building more is to be able to have access to the more points that there are, right? So anyway, having more points generally means that you want to build more, assuming that building more gets you the access to those points. Um, and we'll go a little bit more into some of the weird cases on that later, but uh, let's let's talk about why what I just said is is mostly a true statement, um, and that's at the most baseline level. Um, if there are more points, then the game is going to last longer. Or to be a little bit more precise, one player or another, maybe both, can make the game try to last longer um, in general. And l- what really is the case here is longer games want you to build more. And this goes back to something I said in that previous mini-sode, which is to say that um, when I talked about the number of points you have at the end of the game is the amount of time that you're greening times the number of points per turn that you're scoring. So if the game is going longer, that time variable increases. um, And so you want to have built more so that uh, you can convert to the maximum of the product of your uh, amount that you're scoring per turn times the number of those turns. The more turns you have, um, well, you want to square up. So if you're scoring one point a turn for ten turns, or you could score two points a turn for six turns, two points a turn for six turns is better. Um, you're almost never scoring one or two points a turn because that's a really small number, but you get the idea here. It's worth uh, eating into... Um, a few more turns before you start to score if there's going to be enough time uh, to score later on, right? If there were only, uh, you know, six turns, then six turns of one point is going to outscore, um, you know, two two turns of two points, the the four-turn cost of, of building that much more. But if the game is longer, then, yeah, basically, yeah. So let's phrase it a different way that maybe will help some of the other of you. Um, But it goes back to this, your points being equal to payload times time. Um, If if we're racing to four or five provinces, and you've built your deck to race to four or five provinces, and you do that, and you get to four provinces, or you get to five provinces, then what do you do? You, You sputter out and stall, right? In a lot of cases, you're your deck, if you've planned to build to five one-province turns, you're not going to be able to um, do a lot after you get to those five provinces, because you've planned for five. Now, this isn't to say that you immediately go to, like, I can't score any more points at all, I can't even buy an estate. Like, usually you're going to not immediately fall off a cliff. You'll be able to buy probably a duchy or something. Um, But you're going to start to have a a hard time to be able to keep provincing. Um, and so in the situation where provinces was the only thing that mattered, it didn't matter, right? I have five provinces. It doesn't really matter if I'm sputtering out um, because there's just not enough points left for you to catch up to me. But the more that there are other other points exist, then, okay, I'm sputtering out. I can't do anything. And you can be buying this other source of mystery points. Um, it's not going to be a mystery in an actual game, of course. But since I'm speaking abstractly right now... Uh, right, it could be a lot of different things. Um, so you sputter out, 
and the other person goes for all of those alternate points and then finishes up the provinces later because they've built a lot. Um, or they built a lot and they can do, they have more options basically, and you can't do much. You just have to, oh, maybe I can buy a duchy and maybe I can buy another duchy. Um, so we can see even with duchies, if, if you really sputter out a lot, you know, I have my five provinces and then I get a duchy. My opponent gets seven duchies and three provinces. Well, they outscored me on duchies by six, and they outscored me by I outscored them on provinces by two. I'm I'm actually losing there. Um, that is, of course, if they can take all those duchies. Um, so you can't be you know totally falling apart. Um, typically, it's a lot harder to get six duchies and and three provinces than it is to get five provinces and you know one duchy or something. So that's not usually something that happens, but based on the exact building in the game, it can be. It can be. Um, so anyway, um, different kinds of decks are going to falter different amounts, so this is something you have to think about. But it's not also, it's not entirely about faltering either. It could just be, you know, I'm going to score one province per turn, uh, starting on turn X, and I'm going to score one province, and maybe I can keep that up in perpetuity. Well, if I take, you know after five turns I have five provinces, after six turns I have six provinces. If my opponent can wait three turns and then they have some other source of points, but they can start scoring a lot of points in the the last few turns that they have, then they're still going to be in a good shape. Um, and so here's where we have to talk about how efficient the point sources are, um, because to build, you still need to have those other points available. You need to be able to gain them. Um, so First of all, this generally implies that you're going to need multiple buys or gains per turn. You're also going to need point sources that are efficient enough to be able to catch up against the big juggernaut of the big point card, which is usually province, sometimes colony, etc. Um, so there's a couple of ways that point sources can be efficient. Um, there's point efficiency on a per-card basis. So a province is worth six points per card, a duchy's worth three points per card, and a state is worth one point per card. Um, but there's also a different kind of point efficiency, uh, which is uh, point efficiency per economy. So usually it's going to be per coin, generally, that you spent to get it. So a province is six points, uh, and it costs eight, so that's three quarters of a point per, per coin you spent. A uh, duchy is 0.6 uh, points per coin, and a state is you know, 0.5, um, something like a tunnel is two-thirds, actually. Um, so, so you can factor in that way. Um, two different kinds of efficiency factor in, in in a couple different ways. So the point efficiency per card is generally going to be an important thing if you have to lug it around in your deck for a while. So the more turns that you have these cards in your deck, the more uh, that you're going to feel the, gr the grind and grit of the point efficiency per card um, because having the dead dead card, what do we call it, a stop card, uh, a card that isn't doing anything positive for your deck that most of the green cards are. Um, again, you know, your split uh, VP and action or treasure cards are a little bit different here. Um, and again, the, the same thing with the landmarks where, you know, building can be scoring at the same time. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, uh, the per coin, though, is usually going to be, uh, or is often going to be, um, somewhat more important 
um, if you need to score as much as you can, as fast as you can, with the caveat that per card is also still going to be more important again if the amount of gains that you have are limited, right? If I can only gain one card per turn, then doesn't matter very much that I how how per coin efficient I am. I mean, it matters some still, but uh, if I can only gain um, one VP card per turn, then it doesn't make as much sense to try to build more. Um, in many cases, sometimes you still do a little bit, um, but in many cases, because you need to be able to hit hit your eventual mark. But in many cases, it doesn't make sense to build quite as much more because, in the end, you still have to going to have like an e- equal number of green cards as them, right? It's just the point at which they have to switch from province to whatever the next best thing is versus you're switching the other direction. Because um, if you're coming from behind points-wise, you need to make the game last longer or you're going to lose and, and vice versa. Um, so the basic VP cards, as we saw, kind of scale similarly per cost. Um, but that's not always the case for every kind of green card there is. Um, so if we're going to talk about some alternate VP, then you can think about my favorite kinds of cards in many cases, Gardens or Silk Roads or Fita or something. Um, they hit three points, and they're as cost-efficient per card as a province, right? They cost four, you gain three VP. That's exactly half a province, right? Um, and if they hit four VP per one of them, they're actually more cost-efficient than a province is. So if there's an efficient way to gain a lot of them all at once at the end, then that can be really good for you if you've built up more to be able to do that. Um, Of course, you still need to be able to actually do that, and you need to have a plan for winning the game and and all of that kind of stuff. And it's an important thing to note here, um, the number of points that you want to think about is usually going to be not the number of points they are for you right now, the number of points they will be at the end of the game. So if I'm buying a Gardens now and I have 37 cards, it's only worth 3 points, but unless the game is ending in the next turn or two, it's probably that the Gardens are going to be worth at least 4 points for me before the, the game ends. So so that's something to keep in mind. Same thing with Silk Road, same thing with Fiatum and all of that kind of stuff. Um, so the... The way that this efficiency kind of works out, um, even duchies can can be enough to make you want to build more and, and lengthen the game out. Um, but it, what it all depends on is, as you're building more, how efficient is uh, the increased building that you can do versus the efficiency hit that you're taking in those cases of the the worst points. So duchies are less efficient points in every way than province. But even so, they can have the effect of lengthening out the game if by building more you get a more efficient payload um, by a significant margin. So, you know, if you have, if you can get, I don't know, like four cost reducers in play, let's say there's only Necropolis is your village, and you can get two bridge trolls in play, two bridge trolls in play one turn, and two bridge trolls in play the next turn. So everything costs four less. Um, suddenly, the duchies become actually efficient, and you can get a lot of them. Boom, boom, boom! Right at the very end, 
Um, and so that can have, the duchies there can have an, uh, the effect of lengthening the game out. Um, even if your opponent's gotten five provinces, then you can get so many duchies that maybe it's still worth it for you. Um, it's a weird board that that would be the way that it ends up, but it, it it's not never that it happens, right? Um, so, right, if if I can get, basically here, what we're talking about is, is four duchies, in, in this case, because the duchies are worth exactly three and the provinces are worth exactly six, four duchies equals out two provinces. So if I win the quote-unquote duchy split if uh, by four, uh, which is to say, maybe the duchies don't exactly run out, but if I have more, four more duchies than my opponent at the time the game ends, my opponent has two more provinces than me, then then we're equal on each other. Now, four duchies is usually worse than two provinces, because A, it's more, again, it, duchies are less efficient, so it's more expensive to buy four duchies than two provinces, right? It costs 20 instead of 12, and it costs four buys instead of two, and you have four green cards to lug around instead of two. So it's it's worse in just about every way. But if by building more you can get just bukus of buys and money, then then that can still make it worthwhile to to build longer. Um, now, of course, the big caveat on all of this is that you need to effectively be able to access all of these points, which means you need to be able to actually add these green cards to your deck, or if it's not green cards, if it's something else, you need to be able to add them to your deck. Um, so something like the nobles and the harems, uh, or the mills, the, these green cards that also help your deck quality, you can add them naturally as you build, so it's really easy to hold on to them, or relatively compared to other green cards anyway. Um, it's, it's not a problem to... Um, islands often have somewhat of a similar function, and, and distant lands as well. Um, so it's it's harder to, to get at them, um, or it's easier to get at those than other green cards, but many other of the green cards is harder to get at. So if we go back to our uh, Silk Roads, our Gardens, our Fiatum, especially something like Fiatum, um, it's, it's very hard to access those points by building more in a lot of cases. Not every case, obviously, depends from board to board. But um, if I'm trying to make my ground up using Fiatum, well, in order to access the Fiatum points, I need a lot of silvers. So I need some way to be able to gain not only a bunch of extra Fiatums, but a bunch of extra silvers. If I already have them, then great, it's not that hard. Um, but building more is usually not just adding a million silvers to your deck, uh, particularly in what we're talking about here, because if you remember again, usually for that kind of thing to work, um, you need to be gaining more than one at once. And if you have you know, 80% of your deck is silver, then it's great, you can province every turn. But if you're taking longer to build to get you that far, then you're far enough behind that you probably need to be gaining multiple green cards a turn, which is something that's hard to do when 80% of your deck is silver. Not impossible, and sometimes it's still a good thing to do. Um, but usually that's not the way that you're building more if, if Fiatum is kind of the thing that's going on. Um, unless you have some way to gain a whole bunch of silvers right at the very end, um, which is sometimes possible, right? You get a bunch of the Fiatum first, somehow you don't have a problem with them being in your deck, and then you, I don't know, you um, gain one huge masterpiece or something, right? So that's, there are a few ways of, of, of getting around that with Fiatum. Um, it's much more possible with a lot of the other cards because, you know, if we go to a Gardens or something, I've built and built and built, I've naturally adding a lot of cards to my deck, and then I can buy two, three, four Gardens 
um, in a turn, and then at the end of the game, I buy, you know, I have tons of extra buy here because I had a worker's village as my village in my draw stuff, and so I have 11 buys per turn, so I can buy, you know, an extra 8 coppers, which is going to be worth almost 1 point for all my gardens, so I'm just scoring a lot of points, and I don't have to carry them around because the game is ending. And that's the big thing is um, the advantage of building more you green over a shorter period of time, meaning you have to lug the green around less, so that's one of the big advantages of building more um, in combination with what we talked about before of just if you're building more you want the game to be longer because you're going to win the long game more because you're going to have this better points per turn and if it's over if that happens over a large enough period of turns then you're going to win um, let's talk about a few of the other ones um, fairgrounds fairgrounds often acts as uh, quote, an extra stack of provinces, end quote. That's not my term, but um, it is true. In a lot of cases, it's not that hard, if, especially if you're building a lot to get the fairgrounds to be worth six. Um, anymore with all the split and mixed piles and such, um, and extra cards from Nocturne, whatever, sometimes it's, sometimes it's even quite possible to get them to be worth more than provinces. You have to invest to be able to build more to get all those different cards in your deck for them to be worth so much. Um, but if you can, then it's like an extra stack of provinces, except the fairgrounds don't end the game, and they're a little bit cheaper. Um, but it means that instead of needing to get to half of the provinces, you kind of need to get to half the provinces and the fairgrounds. Um, that's obviously not exactly right, but it's very, very rough approximation. So that's something to keep in mind, and if there's 16 instead of 8, then obviously you're going to need to build more if, if the fastest way to get to you're, you know, you're trying to get to eight or nine of the stack instead of trying to get to four or five. Um, Duke is a really weird one because it's really hard to hold. Um, the Duchy Duke um, combination of cards, it's never more per card efficient than province. So Dukes can be more, more per card efficient than province, right? A Duke can be worth eight points. Um, which is more than six, obviously, but the, to get them to be worth that much, they're never, they're never, uh, more per card efficient than, than the provinces. If you think about, right, if you get the whole stack, um, then you have 16 green cards and they're worth, uh, 88 points, um, right? Eight times eight is 64 plus eight times three is 24. That's 88. Um, that's 88 points over 16 cards, which is 5.5 points, so it's not quite as efficient as province on a per-card basis. Um, but they can be more more per coin, per cost efficient than provinces. Um, but they're really hard to hold on to because you have to get enough duchies first, and you have to get a lot of duchies first for them to be that efficient. Um, now, of course, the thing about Duchy Duke is because it is eventually worth so much more points overall, then, you know, you kind of win the long game in many cases, and because you need to get the duchies first for them to be worth points, then sometimes you need to win the split enough, and and so that leads to needing speed more often, and that's kind of another subject, and it's going to be a different episode and all of that, but... um. Yeah, Duchy Duke is, is kind of the weirdest one because it's hard to just pick up a few at the end because you need a ton of them. And then there's some other stuff uh, that isn't necessarily like, oh, well, I'm going to get uh, all of these gardens at the end and that's going to make me overcome, or I'm going to get all of these silk roads at the end. But the general point is 
that uh, if you are building more, then you usually have more ability to be able to switch for whatever of this or that is lying around, uh, provided that it's not something that you need to get very sequentially, um, that I have to get all of these, this exact card, and then I have to get all of that exact card. Um, but, you know, if it's just, oh, by now I can get a few of these, like, like again, the gardens works this way. I can, I'm just building per normal, and then I get a few of them, and they're worth four or five points, and it's really good for me. Um, uh, so it's it's easy to get if you build more because you just have more options. I can get this or that. I can get province or gardens or uh, Silk Road or what whatever is available, right? You can just say, I'm going to build more and whatever you get, I'm going to get the other thing. And because I've built more, my payload is more explosive and maybe I get some points that are slightly less efficient than yours, but because my payload is bigger over a longer amount of time, um, the difference in in green card efficiency is not so big, and I'm going to be able to win because the game's going to last long enough that my increased in quality of deck is, is going to pay off. Um, so a few of the things that we're talking about here. Uh, Conquest. Conquest, um, actually all the VP chip cards uh, have infinite um, per card, basically infinite per card uh, efficiency. Often, case it's not quite infinite, but basically it's it's infinite because it's a chip. It's not a card that actually goes in your deck. Some of the some of the landmarks can work this way as well. But um, anyway, the the you have an infinite from the VP chips. Conquest uh, works similarly. You're you're technically bounded by the number of silvers, right? You can gain. Uh, so if the silver pile runs out, then conquest doesn't do much good for you anymore. But, um, you know, if I buy six conquests in a game, that's a huge stack of points. And if I've built a lot, then I have access to them. So conquest is assigned to build more in a lot of cases because it's this huge stack of points that's available to you. Obviously, you need to be able to deal with the silver somehow um, so that either you're just getting the huge stack of points once or you can deal with the silvers in such a way that having... Uh, you know, 10 silvers in your deck isn't going to be able to stop you from doing that turn after turn. There are not a lot of decks that can deal with adding 10 silvers and still be able to draw enough that they can get all of the buys and such that they need to be able to do that turn after turn. So if you need to do it turn after turn, then maybe it's not so great. But if you're just going for one big turn, then Conquest can be really good for you. Um, and you can build, in many cases, to go for one big turn, because you just keep adding payload and only score points at the very end, which is one of the great things about building more. Anyway, um, Conquest works that way. Fountain, the landmark that uh, pays you off for having 10 or more coppers, um, you would think this would be bad for building more, because building more usually means you want to get rid of your garbagey cards like coppers, but um, that's not always the case, because uh, sometimes you have a bunch of free buys floating around, and you can just buy eight coppers at the end, like I talked about earlier, and if you kept only a couple around, then boom, that's 15 free points for you. So it can be really good for building more, um, because part of the building is just adding a few coppers with extra buys. It's very easy for you to do if you've built more buys into your deck anyway. Um, Conversely, it doesn't always work that way, because, you know, sometimes the buys aren't cheap, or the person who's getting the provinces faster can easily add a few coppers as they do that, in which case it's it's fairly neutral. 
Um, something that's not going to work that that way the same though is palace. Palace again. I don't really want a bunch of coppers and maybe not silvers and maybe not even golds in my deck, but. I can do that, right? If if buying copper, silver, gold, if the f- buys are free, that scores me three points. That's better for my deck usually. Well, maybe not usually, but better for my deck in many cases than getting a duchy. Um, and so if I can do this a bunch of times and the draw is plentiful enough that I can a- keep adding these buys to my deck so that I can keep getting these gains, then this might be a big stack of points that makes me want to build more. Theodom even can work this way, Right. If we talked about, you get the big masterpiece at the end, you get a bunch of Theodom, um, you know, you get to the end and you play, like, you know, four or five workshops and gain a bunch of Theodom, and then you have 20 money and you gain, you know, 19 silvers from a masterpiece overpay, and then boom, you have huge Theodom. I don't know how this is happening, but I don't know, it can, it can, right? Um, sometimes you just end up, you need the game to go a long time, so you buy a bunch of silver, and then you buy a bunch of Theodom, and you just draw your deck, and you add a ton of draw to your deck, and then you add a bunch of silvers, and then you add a bunch of Theodom, and, like, it can happen that way. Um, this is not generally what you think of as a good card for building more, but just because it's any source of points, or almost any source of points, it can still promote building. Um, so you need to be able to access it, not every deck that builds more can do that, but if you can build more in such a way that you can have access to another source of points, then the board rewards you for building more. If you can't have access because there's just no way to get that many silvers in the Theodoms, or there's no way to get all these coppers, or whatever you know, whatever source it is, there's no way to get enough duchies for the dukes to be worth it, if that's not really possible or not plausible, then it doesn't reward you to build more. But in many cases, there's some way if you're uh, if you have enough ingenuity and you're willing to play maybe non-standardly enough that I'm just not going to touch those provinces. I'm just not going to touch that thing that helps you end the game. Um, then you can build more and be rewarded for it by finding some creative way of I'm not going to help you end the game. I'm going to make sure I have access to this reservoir of points, and then I'm going to have built enough that I can actually um, build in a way to access them, gain them, and use that to use my improved deck to translate that to, um, to more points at the end by lengthening the game out. Um, so... The TLDR, Too Long Didn't Read, Too Long Didn't Listen, I guess in this case, since it's a podcast uh, mini-sode, is the more points there are, in general, if you can build towards them, then it rewards you building more. Um, Because you can go for whatever other source of points that your opponent isn't going for, and then the longer game is always better for the person whose deck is better. Um probably shouldn't say always, because there's always an exception. <laughs> See what I did? Anyway, um, that's the general point here. Of course, three pile endings is going to throw another monkey wrench in that, and if they can actually just pile drive the provinces fast enough, then like you still just can't build forever. Eventually, you do have to stop building, but um, this is just something to keep in mind. Anyway, hope you enjoyed this mini-sode. You can reach us and all of the usual places, forums, Discord, uh, 
smoke signals, carrier pigeons. Please not the carrier pigeons. Like, they carry disease sometimes. Um, but, you know, do what you have to do. Um, anyway, love to hear back from you. Love to get feedback, um, some corrections or some questions about what about this kind of situation. Um, obviously, can't cover everything here because it is just a 33-minute mini-sode, at least on my end. The intro is going to make that a little longer, but, you know, what have you. Um Anyway, would love to hear some feedback from you, and uh, yeah, um, if there's good enough suggestions and good enough points, um, we can add that in later on into our next part in our billion-part series on endgame play. I'd be happy to do that, because it's all about learning and getting better together. Um, But for now, this has been Wandering Winder, signing off. (laughs) 